Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. So when we talk about Easter, a common understanding is something we do yearly. What we do yearly. And uh, we know the theme of what we're doing here. The power of his resurrection. Now, the Jews, they celebrate what is called Passover. The Jews celebrate the festival, which is annual, that is called Passover. But the Christian community, they celebrate that which is called Easter. And Passover is directly linked to Moses. Amen? And it, it deals with the story or the remembrance of how Israel left Egypt to the promised land to Canaan. And normally lasts for between seven to eight nights. I mean, I'm talking about the Jewish festival of Passover. But Easter, we celebrate but just once, one night, as it is. And you know, commonly the story anyway, how that uh, Friday today, Jesus was crucified in Jerusalem, and then he rose on Sunday. I don't want to go into all of those, uh, when he died, when buried, and the three days as the case may be. Because if you look at it closely, if Sunday is the day of resurrection, that means he died on Thursday. Because you can't count Friday to Saturday and then you get uh, three days. Can't give it 73, I mean, you understand what I mean? Praise the Lord. If you take it from Friday, you can't give you Sunday. The number of hours, 24 hours makes a night. So, how many hours do you find in uh, three nights or three days? It's going to be about 72. Now, if you can't be from Friday, you can't get 72. But I'm not going into all of that. I just want to see the power, the implication of what happened. Hallelujah. So here we find that the Passover celebration of the Jews, it takes between now seven to eight days for the Christian festival in terms of what they call Passover, actually it takes just about one night. And like I said, the excess of the celebration of the Jewish people is to remember how that they were brought out of uh, Egypt, so they call it Passover. But Easter is connected to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this is the most important thing to us. What I'm about to share with us is to enable us to see the power that is contained if you can truly believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are not, in the true sense, supposed to be doing why we do that, fine, no problem, but supposed to be doing this celebration every year. It is meant to be experienced daily. 
not once a year. No. That can give you the true meaning of resurrection power that is in Christ. So, it's not like what you do this year, okay, you hang it on, look for another calendar year, next year, to come about that. Because you see, it will take you to what you will now be experiencing like remembrance. It takes you back again to what the Jews used to do, where they have to offer their sacrifices once every year. But the work of Christ in our lives is not something that has to be done yearly. It is what must be done daily. Praise the Lord. Well, let's look at something. Revelation 1 verse 18. Revelation 1 verse 18. It said, I am here that leave it and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Now what I want you to pick there is the word I'm alive forevermore. So there is nothing we are doing that looks like we are remembering somebody that once, once lived and is dead. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you get that. He said he's alive and we believe. Now, if you don't come to realize that he's alive, his power can't work on you. Now remember, he died and he rose. Something raised him up. And that same thing that raised him up is supposed to be living in you. Remember, we're talking about the power of his resurrection. Something raised him up, which is the power of the spirit raised him from the dead. Now, if that power lives in you, it ought to be producing some transformatory work in your life. So, that's what I'm saying. It's not something you do yearly. It's the life you're supposed to be living every day. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? I am he that liveth and was dead. Is not dead. He was dead. He died, but he rose again. That's what we're saying. So, if he died and he rose again, we're not dealing with when he died. We're dealing with his resurrection. That should be our concern. That should be our focus. Because a life that will bring transformation to your life and in your life will definitely come from his resurrected life, not his dead life. Hallelujah. If you keep on thinking about what you do every year, then you tie yourself to one major factor. And what's the factor? The factor of remembering he who died. Praise the living God. So our mindset must be transformed. We must come out of this thinking that we have to have Easter celebrated every year. It has to be on a daily basis. It has to be every minute. We have to come to that consciousness where we know that the lives in us is alive forevermore. We're talking about a relationship with he who is alive. Praise the living God. I have already told you this. Knowing something, especially maybe knowing about Christ, can give you transformation. 
can bring you healings. Can bring deliverance to your life. Why did I say so? You know in John chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible talks about as many as believe, you get power to become what? The sons of God. It's not saying as many as knows about him that is the son of God or that's one of the prophets. No. Because you see, even the Muslims and every other person in the world, they know about Jesus. They know that, okay, they don't know like they believe, but they know like it's one of the historical figures for them. So, okay, yes, there was one man in fact, they refer to him as one of the prophets. Is that okay? Right. Now, in that context, you never see such people be saved. They can't be saved because they just know. They don't believe yet. They don't believe. And so because they don't believe, therefore, they can't be saved. What I'm trying to make you say is this. Whatever works for you is what you believe in. So, if resurrection power of Christ is what you ought to be living by, it is what should work for you on a daily basis. Your faith, your conviction of the fact that he rose from the grave should be what gives you life regularly. And we have not really taken advantage of this provision that is made by God. We haven't taken the advantage at all. We haven't, we haven't touched half of what has been made available by a reason of his resurrection. Both in our physical lives, in our business life, I mean our daily living, we've not tasted it in any way. What we know is history. What we know is what we've been told. But I'm saying Easter celebration goes beyond what you do yearly. It has to be daily. Praise the living God. When you truly have come to this understanding, I am also learning even the things I'm saying. But some of the things that the Lord began to speak to me. Last week I made a confession which was very negative. You know, and my wife had to rebuke me for that. And I realized after that that it was a negative confession that I made. It's not in line with the word of God. It's not aligned with the mind of God. It's not aligned with what I should get from the resurrection power of who? Of Jesus Christ. Sometimes you get into situations, you begin to use languages that are not in congruence with the very life that God has given to you. Praise the living God. The Bible says there is nothing that is impossible with God. And if you have to understand it, when the Spirit comes on your inside... I mean, things will begin to change. Dramatically, things will begin to change. So even as we are here right now, it will only take our conviction of knowing who this man is, where he is right now, and what he can make available to us. And we begin to get it. Praise the living God. Amen. I'll tell you a story some time ago. When I nearly came to the faith. And uh, we had uh, in the classroom, we had uh, teachers who were, even pastors, Pastor Lamech, Igbuluke, and all of those people, they were just there before I came into the faith. 
And uh, I was always with her, but I was so zealous, things were coming in and I start coming in and write on the blackboard, I start teaching in the staff room. At a, at a point, I become a nuisance to the people. But in all of those things I was doing, there's something that was running through my mind. Are you sure there was somebody that really called Jesus that died and resurrected? You were not there. And they are saying this about 2,000 years ago. You know, but I was very, very zealous in what I was doing. But that thought was there. Always, always, always. Until one day, I came from school and I lied down and I was meditating. The next thing, I fell into a trance. And what's the next thing that was happening? I saw a man going through a swampy village, I mean a swampy forest like that. And he was carrying a big cross and they were beating this man. Anytime they hit him, if they hit him on the head, I'll feel pain on my head. If they hit him on the back, I'll feel pain on my back. Every part of him that was being beaten was where I was receiving pain. And then an elderly woman just came from the side of the forest and looked at me and he said, you see that myself? Say, you are supposed to help me carry the cross and not to doubt that he ever lived. And by the time I got out of the trance, I found that my pillow was soaked. Anytime they were beating me, I was weeping right there. I just knelt down and I said, Father, I'm sorry, forgive me. Now I know you really lived. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That's a personal experience to give me conviction because of the thought that was in my mind. Now, once that happened, I took him completely different from the way I used to believe before. The faith became stronger, my conviction became stronger, and I began to see that things can really happen when you truly believe. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? So what am I trying to make you understand? This man, Revelation 1, 18 again. He said, I am he that liveth. I was dead. And behold, I live, I'm alive forevermore. I was there, but I'm alive forevermore. Now, we are not worshipping a dead God. We are worshipping the living God. We are worshipping the one that rose from the dead. Amen. And in our worship with him, we come into a place of personal relationship with him. That personal relationship, that conviction will begin to be done in us. And what's the next thing that happened? I can tell you that no matter the sicknesses, the, the diseases, whatever it is, when we come to that personal relationship, that conviction in his life, we will get results. Healings will take place. Praise the living God. Are you still there with me? Look at Colossians 1 verse 26. Colossians 1 verse 26. Even the mystery, even the mystery which was, which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. We're talking of the mystery, the secrets that have been hidden. These secrets have been hidden in all generations, but it's not made available to his saints. That is to say, as we go on, we'll be able to see that. The secret is Christ, which is the life of God. He's healing in all ages, from all people, in all generations, but right now, be made available. So what I'm trying to make you understand is, until you begin to see the secret or the mystery that is contained in the resurrection of Christ, you can 
take advantage or get advantage or get the benefit of his resurrection. But it has to be revealed to you. And just like I was saying, when that vision came, that trance came, and I got definite conviction of what I'm believing in. There were remarkable changes, not only in my conviction, but even my walk with him. So this is a mystery that will be revealed. And that's what we're saying. The life of Christ that is now living in, he ought to be living it in you. Look at the next verse, verse 27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. What is this mystery? Among the Gentiles, which is what? Christ in you. What? The hope of glory. This mystery is not known to everybody. This is sacred secret, hidden from all men in all ages. And of course, for those who can believe in Jesus today, it is simply because this mystery has not been revealed to them. Who Christ really is has not been revealed. So, we still deal with all of this thing we call Easter in the form of religious festival that we celebrate every year. That makes it historical. But in the true sense, the mystery of Christ in you is not historical. It's life. It's living. It's something you walk with. It's something you live by and live with on a regular basis. It brings transformation. It brings healing. It brings wisdom. It brings understanding. We are talking about the life of God in Christ. And it's called the mystery of the Christ. What is that supposed to mean? This mystery of the Christ dwells in you. For Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. Okay, let me show you something. John chapter 2, verse number 10 alone. Let's just look at that. John 2, verse 10 and uh, 11. Of course, you know the story. Story of how that Jesus went to the feast, the married feast in Cana of Galilee. Is that okay? And then we're made to understand, thank you, Jesus. We're made to understand there was no more drink, everything was gone, and then he multiplied the wine. Through water, right? Is that okay? Look at this story. Verse number 10. And said unto him, Every man, that's the man now, at the beginning, doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worst. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. You know this story very well, right? Go to the next place. This is, this is what I'm looking for. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested for what? His glory. That's what I want you to see. And the disciple did what? Believed on him. It demonstrated something and they believed on him. That means up to this point, up to this moment, his disciples have not truly had a conviction of who he was. Did you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise God. But they have been following, just like my own experience. They have been following. 
But I've been preaching alongside him and all of that. Until this particular experience, when he manifested for the miracle, that they believed in him. So, here is where I'm going. He manifested for his glory. That means everyone has his own glory. I want that to sink in. Remember Colossians 1.27? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus manifested for what? His glory. The glory was from on the inside of him. Now if Christ is in you, you have your own glory. So what is expected? Celebrating or manifesting or walking in Easter is to remind us or prompt us to the place where we can manifest for what? Our glory. It has to be on our inside. Christ in you already is where? It's on your inside. It's time to manifest what what? His glory. Every one of you. It's not meant for anybody. Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? I want you to have that understanding. That you have Christ on your inside. And that Christ that resident in you is meant for you to show forth His glory, which is your glory, anytime, anywhere. You have your own glory. The word said he manifested for his glory. That you have your own glory. Then if you understand that he resides in you, for Christ in you, the hope of glory, that means saying you can manifest for what? Your glory. So it's time for you to manifest your glory. It can come in various forms. You can perform miracles. I want you to understand that. Because that's your own glory. It's on your inside. Christ in you what? The hope of glory. And what he manifested on miracle, the Bible said, this is the beginning of the manifestation of what? Of his glory. Praise God. So, if you're thinking about healing, it's on your inside. If you're thinking about wisdom, it's on your inside. That is why it's a mystery. It's not outside of you. It's locked up on your inside. Now, what we do in manifesting for this glory is to come to that awareness, that that conviction, and to do what? And to begin to depend on it, to manifest, to live out the life that we are supposed to live. Praise the living God. Are we still here? Okay. Look at me because I, I really want us to pray. Look at me number 8 of uh, the book of Romans. 8 and verse 10 as well. Hallelujah. Romans 8 verse number 10 and 11. And if Christ be you, Christ in you what? The hope of glory. Don't miss that. Remember, he who was dead is now alive. And where is he living? Christ in you. The hope of glory. Remember, we are dealing with the power of what? His resurrection. He rose and then is alive. And he being alive is resident in you. And out of that dimension of his life in you, he expects you to manifest what? The glory which is Christ himself. So here he says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of what? Righteousness. Go to verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Remember, we are dealing with the mystery. Christ in you is a mystery. He said, He that raised up Christ from the dead 
shall also do what? Quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that does what? Dwelleth in you. This is a full realization of Easter. This is what we should be thinking about. How that a life that he lived or that is living now is meant to be lived out within us and through us. Is resident in our lives. And that power that raised him from the grave is also now resident where? In your life. And he said he will give life to your mortal body. Let's read it from uh, message translation. Message translation. <laughs> Hallelujah. But for you who welcome him, will receive him. In whom he dwells, even though you see experience all the limitations of sin, weakness, limitation of sin, right? Inability, in quotes, to live out the life that you were supposed to live because there are things that are perfect you on a daily basis. In the midst of all that, look at what it says. You yourself experience life on God's terms. Hallelujah. It's time to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he will do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. Praise God. Bringing you alive to what? To himself. When God lives and breathes in you, he does as or surely as he did in Jesus. You are delivered from that dead life with the spirit living in you. Your body will be as alive as what? Christ's own body. Praise God. Why do we continue to be sick when he lives in us? Why must we continue to be sick when he's supposed to be living his life within us? Are you following what I'm saying here? And the Lord is telling us here, if you truly believe in the resurrection, the very spirit that raised him up, that God that raised him from the grave, that God, that spirit also lives in you and Christ is now resident where? In your life. And it begin to walk on your motor body. It begin to touch your physical body. It begin to bring healing. You see, everything that your weak nature, your sinful nature could not do, you are supposed to be able to do now. Why? Because of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Praise the living God. So, God has special transformation to begin to take place within us. So, these three days that we're going to be talking about this power of God, expect some miracles to happen in your life. Expect some place of transformation in your life. Expect to come into a new season that you have never experienced before. And I want you to know it, that it's not about the prayer that's going to be offered. Just have that consciousness that even as you're sitting there, this man is resident where? In your life. Praise the living God. This man is resident in your life. Don't forget where we're coming from. Revelation 1 verse 18. He said, he who was dead but now is alive. Hallelujah. And where is he? He's not in the outer space. He's not somewhere in the street. He's right there in your life. 
and Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if he manifested for the miracle by turning water to wine, I expect you to begin to have your own miracle manifested. Hallelujah. We have to come to that conviction. We have to change our confession. We have to come to that belief, knowing it of the truth. This man is resident where? In our lives. You walk in the street, know that it's within you. You lying down, know that within you. Do you need him for anything? That conviction should flow. With Christ, all things what are possible. And Paul will say, I can do all things through what? Christ that strengthened me. Where is it strengthening you from? From your inside. Because that's where it stays. That's the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's not a yearly thing. It's something that we ought to be doing every year. I mean every moment. Every day of our life. I'm talking of the power that enables you to live the life that ordinarily you couldn't live before. So be ready to do some things people. Hallelujah. Be ready to do some things. Be ready to do things that ordinarily you couldn't do before. Why? Because we are in the new season and this season you are into is a season of awareness of knowing who is resident where in your life. Sicknesses will disappear. Pains will disappear. Whatever thing you think you are supposed to do that you are unable to do before, by reason of this season that we are, you are going to be able to do it. Praise the living God somebody. Come on. Is anybody following what I'm saying? I am challenged by that word in that second John I mean, John chapter 2, when he said, the beginning of the manifestation of what? His glory. And Colossians 1.27 will tell you, Christ in you what? The hope of glory. The hope of showing forth the own miracles. So friends, we're going to pray tonight. You must come to that place of knowing it, that men, you are equipped to do some miracles. Hallelujah. You are equipped to call forth certain things it's a dimension of God's life that ordinarily you don't know it before. That's why it's called mystery. This is a mystery that will be hidden from all ages, but it's not being made manifest to the saints. It's not being made manifest to everybody. It's being made manifest to the saints. So the saint must come to accurate knowledge of this mystery. And in getting to know what this mystery is, what is the mystery? The life of God, escapulated where? In Christ. And where do you find that? It's on your inside. That means God has brought you to a place where he intends you to manifest for certain miracles. And the changes must begin to happen now. Hallelujah. The changes must begin to happen now. You have your own miracle. You must manifest. There is something that God has deposited in your life. Because what? The miracle, I mean the glory that was in him is what he used in turning the water into wine. You are going to be turning your own water to wine. I didn't hear a loud amen on that. Because you must manifest your own miracle. That is the power of his resurrection. It's on your inside. So the difficult situation that you have seen before. Remember, here was a lack in terms of the wine in drinking, you know, at the ceremony. It was finished. That means where there is emptiness, you are going to bring in surplus into it. You are going to bring in manifestation of surplus into that situation. In the name of Jesus Christ, where there is barren situation, you're going to bring life to that barren situation. That's what we're saying. Whatever it is that is lacking in your life, today we're going to start a walk of bringing forth life to that situation. I'll bring it forth and bond to that situation. I'll bring it up plenty, if you will, to that situation. Hallelujah. Why? Because it is the manifestation 
of that very glory that is in your life. Jesus manifested for us the beginning of the manifestation of his glory. I have my own glory that I must manifest. You have your glory that you must manifest. And just try to awaken you to that consciousness, knowing that this man that was supposed to be dead is alive. And because he's alive in you, you can take advantage of his presence in your life and you manifest what what? Your own glory. Because there is a dimension God had brought. Remember, oh, thank you, Jesus. It was when he manifested for the miracle of turning water to wine that the disciples did what? Believed in him. Hallelujah. That means there is something you are going to do in your life that will make men to know that God is actually with you. Praise the living God. There's a dimension of life you live. And men can testify that God is in this man. God is in this woman. God is in this girl. There is something. But I'm saying is, you have to be aware of it. That you have it on your inside. Jesus knew that he was carrying the glory. And this is the time for him to demonstrate it. You are going to demonstrate your own glory. So tonight, we're going to go into prayers. And we're going to be asking God to reveal to us the dimension of light that really want us to walk in. We're going to come to that place of that consciousness that Christ truly is resident within us. Praise the living God, somebody. Don't forget that simple word. Christ is you. What? The hope of glory. And when he turned water to wine, what happened? It became the beginning of the manifestation of his own glory. Of the miracle he performed was the manifestation of his glory. And the disciples believe in him. You are going to believe in yourself from this hour. There are certain things you are going to be able to do that you have not been able to do before. You are going to believe in yourself. Hallelujah, somebody. This is the power of the resurrection of who? Of Jesus Christ. We are not worshiping the man that died some 2,000 years ago. We have a relationship with the one we believe in. How I many of you understand? Those who worship image, the Bible says, they are like the image that they worship. That means if we are worshiping Jesus, we ought to be like Jesus. For you are who you worship. You are like who you worship. You become who you worship. You have relationship, you have identity with the one you worship. And this is the hour for us to come to that understanding. This period of Easter, as we call it, is a period of awareness to move on from the level that we had always been to another level. A level of glory, a level of power, a level of manifesting the miracles that God has given to us. Praise the Lord, somebody. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.